Welcome to Love Notes from a Soul Coach, the podcast where we don't shy away from the difficult topics. We dive deep and explore what it means to genuinely, authentically heal. I'm your host, Mary, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's show. Hello there, friends. Last week was the one-year anniversary of my book, Love Notes from a Soul Coach, the book which gave birth to this podcast. And what matters most to me about my book is that I finished it. I saw it through. This is something I've been thinking a lot about lately. What it means to see something through, not just through, but all the way through. I struggle with that. Can you relate? Can anybody relate out there? There's so much momentum in beginnings, in new ideas. The love it takes to stay with something when that newness wears off or when self-doubt comes in or when it feels unclear what's meant to come next or how to recognize, this is a big one, when we're off course and we need support. Ugh. There are significant challenges when it comes to the task of seeing something all the way through. I've been rereading the book Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, and there's a teaching in the book about the difference between ash and firewood. Ash is what's left when the fire has completely burned. Ash doesn't reignite itself the way firewood does. It's complete. I went walking without the dogs the other day, which always feels like cheating. But I wanted to exercise. I didn't want to mosey. They like to mosey. They like to stop and sniff everything. So anyway, I got to this certain point on the path where I usually turn around. It's about a mile or so into the woods. But then I thought, why am I turning around here? Is it out of habit? Could I go a little further? What does it mean to push harder, to go a little further, to do something completely, to burn the fire until there's nothing left to burn, to see it all the way through? There's a huge difference between doing something and doing it all the way. And often we say things like, oh, I tried that, but it didn't work for me. But is that actually true? Is it the method or the machine or the practice that's not quite working for you? Or is it that you're holding your heart back? You aren't fully giving yourself to it. You're not giving yourself to it completely. You're stopping short. This is a question that requires deep self-honesty. It can be painful to reflect and admit I'm not putting as much into my commitment, into my goal, my relationship as I could. But it's also exciting because it means that if there are aspects of your life that aren't lighting you up, you know what's missing. It's not a mystery. This is a problem you can actually solve. You don't have to stop at the end of the first mile. You can go deeper into the woods You can give your body the gift of experiencing more of its true capacity beyond the comfort zone. Our comfort zones can be deadening 
They don't usually correlate with our destiny. Our path asks more from us. It asks us to go beyond what's comfortable and familiar. So in honor of my book, Turning One, I thought I would read you a passage that's especially dear to my heart. And if you want to learn more, or if you want to purchase a copy, just visit me at marywelch.com and you'll find all that good info there, as well as my guided meditations and a special offering for deeper support during the holiday season. If you, like so many of us, find this time of year particularly difficult. Okay, and now, without further ado, a little Love Notes story time. Our destiny, which is the treasure map every single one of us was born to follow, exists in the domain of our soul. Our wounds, which are the hindrances and difficulties we've had to face in our life, exist in the domain of our ego. When there is a particularly heavy amount of wounding in a person, the ego is reinforced and the balance between the ego and the soul goes off kilter. The presence and voice of the wound becomes so loud and consuming that it's hard to hear anything else. For many of us, this balance got lost early in our life without our conscious awareness. The majority of us identify solely with our ego to the extent that we don't even stop to consider that there's another side of us, another spiritual reality within us. We can become so overwhelmed with managing our wounds that we camp out full time in the terrain of our ego and neglect or forget about our destiny altogether. When our destiny, our soul work, gets pushed to the back burner and our ego is allowed to set the priorities for us, our soul will act out in all kinds of ways in order to course correct our path. The disruptions will get louder and more severe until we're finally ready to stop, drop down, and listen for real. These kinds of life disruptions can take many forms. Losing a job or a marriage, getting sick, or having a car accident, just to name a few. We call these times of collapse in our lives dark nights. A dark night is the soul's way of cutting the power and calling for a hard reset. As difficult as a dark night can be, they are gifts in the sense that they offer us a new way forward. They clear all other dramas and distractions from our path and allow us to hear the voice of our soul and the calling of our destiny more clearly and urgently. Crises are painful, but they're also catalysts. And when we understand this through the lens of knowing the self as more than simply an ego obsessed with gain and loss, but also as a soul here to cooperate with what life wants to show and teach us, our suffering can feel more manageable. 
it's helpful to remember that the ego's main job is to keep us safe. The ego's need for safety and the soul's need for freedom put them in opposition to one another. The soul wants us to fearlessly work our growth edges, bust through the pasture fence, smash all limitations, and just go for it. These sentiments are incredibly threatening to the ego, who is like a mother cat picking her puffy-eyed kittens up by the neck and carrying them back to the blanket every time they wander off. The ego redirects us away from our growth edge for the sake of our safety in all kinds of crafty ways. Shame and guilt are some of its favorite methods. Here are some classic examples you may recognize. Who do you think you are? If they knew the truth about you, this whole charade would fall apart. You're abandoning the people who love you, and now they're left behind in the wake of your changes. If you try this, you will fail catastrophically. Thinking linearly in terms of time and scarcity is another ego favorite. You're too old for this. You're not ready yet. There isn't enough time to get the degree, start the training, change gears. You should wait until you're sure, until you have enough money saved, or you have all the details worked out. Sometimes we think this internal ego monologue is our intuition, but the voice of our intuition is the voice of our soul. The soul is rooted in love, while the ego is rooted in fear. These are two radically different tones and intentions within us. As we pay closer attention, we can learn to tell them apart. The ego is critical and merciless. It speaks with a particular kind of edge. It isn't curious. It isn't rooting for you to rise up, advance along your path, and self-actualize. The ego has no problem criticizing, shaming, guilt-tripping, or ripping you to shreds if doing so gets you to back away from the edge. The ego wants you safe, small, and manageable at any cost. It just wants you to go home, deadbolt the door, give up on those big crazy dreams, and stay exactly the way you are right now, even if that is detrimental to your spiritual and mental well-being. Your intuition lives in your soul. Its voice is much softer, more nurturing. It says, what if, rather than don't you dare. It often speaks in a whisper or an inkling. It nudges, sniffs, and tugs. It's less direct, less harsh. It doesn't shout or coerce. It wants to lead you more deeply into the unfolding of your destiny. Your soul knows the truth. It knows what you incarnated for, and it knows the difference between when you're in alignment with your mission or way off track. Your soul is not governed by fears or limitations connected to an earthly reality. Your soul is governed by love, fierce, eternal, and immutable love. Thanks for spending the time with me today. And if you heard something that resonated, please consider liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast so it can find its way to other ears out there. To learn more about my work and my latest offerings, 
visit me at marywelch.com or on Instagram at marywelchofficial. Till next time, friends.